Hey everyone, welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Boswick, and I'm here today with Kate Miller, who's the CEO and co-founder of Miss Grass, which was recently dubbed the Goop of Cannabis by W Magazine. Hi, Kate. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'm really excited to finally connect with you and just like learn more about your background. I've been following Miss Grass for a little while now, and I love what you guys have been up to. And I know you recently launched your own products as well. So I feel like there's just a lot going on over there. And it's fun to hear about what you guys are up to and also how you see the industry growing because it's like growing at a rapid pace. And I feel like every day I get, um, a lot of just brands reaching out to us that are in the CBD or cannabis space. And um, it's really great to have like a one-stop shop that's like your resource for where to go. And I'm just super curious how you got started. So maybe you can kind of start there, how you found yourself in the space and um, what your background is. Yeah. So it's kind of um, a long story, though. I will definitely give the, the short version of it. Um, but cannabis has always played a role in my life. It's one of those things that now looking back, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense that I find myself now as like a semi-adult dedicating a career to it. But I grew up in Jersey. My brother got kicked out of high school for weed. So I, I was in high school at the time and I was consuming probably like most high school kids were. And at that point, that was like a moment I remember in this journey that I was like the first time that I remember thinking like, why is there a stigma attached to this plant? When I would go to high school parties and people would get drunk and do stupid shit. And then you can, and then anything around this plant, it was more jovial and fun and lighthearted. And then I graduated, moved out West to attend university out in Los Angeles. And it was the first time I lived in a a legal cannabis state. Cannabis was medically legal at the time in California. And it was the first time that I, as a consumer, had a choice of what I wanted to consume. Um, I like to say that moment in this journey was like the moment that I became a conscious consumer because I was started approaching this plan, integrating it into my life with more intention. I have psoriasis. So a girlfriend introduced me to a cannabis topical. So I tried that for the first time and it completely has transformed my skin. I still use that um, method today to help and treat my psoriasis. Um, And I landed up just falling in love with this plan and the different applications of it so much so that I decided to work as a bud tender while attending college my junior year. And that really reinforced my belief in this plant and the myriad of ways it can help people's lives. At that time, again, like California was medically legal. So people were coming in with all types of reasons of why they were integrating cannabis into their lives. And I saw firsthand just really the incredible benefits that this plant was having on so many Though at the same time, it's somewhat what planted the seed for Miss Grass. I landed up buying the URL back then in 2008, missgrass.com, um, not fully conceptualizing what it would manifest into 10 plus years later, but yeah. more so because I felt there was at that time not a brand or a platform that authentically represented how myself and other people who were consuming this plant more consciously. You know, at that time, what we were selling at the dispensary I worked at or 
cannabis in the you know media and, and so on was really leaned into that like stoner bro stigma of cannabis that we all know so well and that we've all been indoctrinated whether we realize it or not in the war on drugs and thinking that this is like devil's lettuce and it's you know so um yeah and then i graduated realized it was way too early to work and devote my career in cannabis um so i landed up working in the entertainment space for um just about a decade um for different uh television and film producers ben silverman out in los angeles and um, Lauren Michaels in New York, um, who uh, is the creator and producer of Saturday Night Live and Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And I started looking back into the space when I was living in New York, um, working for his company, Broadway Video. And more states were becoming recreationally legal. The perception about around cannabis was changing. And I felt it was the right time to essentially lean in fully and launch Miss Grass. At the time, it was somewhat of a side hustle and um, put more and more energy into it. And here we are today. So it obviously it started as just like a resource, right? Well, yes. So we launched back in January 2018, um, myself and my co-founder, Anna Duckworth, um, launched it as a contextual commerce platform from a business model. So we always led with our online magazine where we create um, education-led content on this around this plant, um, everything from the science of it to the history of it to the products that work the best. Um, and we monetize via our e-com marketplace. So up until a little while ago, we were only selling other people's products. So third-party hemp-derived cannabinoid and cannabis accessory products, things that we can ship to the entire country, build a customer base and a um, brand equity across the entire country. And then having own, like owning the data of all of that, using that to inform our own product line. So that is where we are today, where we just recently launched our own product line in the THC um, California market um, about two months ago. And we just last week launched our own um, hemp pre-roll line in nationwide. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, Cause I thought the product, so the product that you launched is similar. It's just one is hemp and one is. Yeah. So hemp and marijuana are both, they're, can they're the same plant. It's yeah. the this plant. Um, the only difference is hemp has below 0.3% THC in it, whereas marijuana has above that amount. Um, so the, which is just the silliest thing as yeah. the way that these laws are and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, the hemp bill that passed in December of 2018 essentially made hemp and all of its derivatives, including CBD, federally legal. So Anything derived from the hemp plant, including CBD or CBN or CBG, there's over a hundred cannabinoids found in the in the hemp plant and the cannabis plant for that matter, um, is federally legal. So we launch so the pre-rolls on the hemp side are using hemp. Um, in addition, we integrated other adaptogenic herbs in it to elicit specific effects that we know our community is um, in need of, as I'm sure a lot of people are in need of, but we have a sleep blend, we have a sex blend, and we have a balance blend, all using uh, hemp derived uh, 
we have we have we use hemp, which has a high potency of CBD and CBG, and then we mix other herbs to elicit those specific needs. I love that. So and they're super cute, and they're like mini, right? They're mini, yeah, mid-class wow. minis. There's five in each pack and a lighter and a matchbox. Um, and they're all 0.4. So like a traditional, I guess I shouldn't even say traditional now because there's so many, like all different sizes of joints, but a standard, like what we're used to probably back in the day is like a one gram joint and ours are 0.4s. This episode is sponsored by Sundays. Sundays was created when a veterinarian and an engineer who were obsessed with finding the perfect food for their own dogs decided to just make it themselves. Their goal, an easy alternative to kibble that's healthier and tastier, but doesn't require you to whip out the pots and pans. For 30% off your Sunday's order, use code THEFULLEST at checkout. How did you get around the credit card processing aspect of it early on? Because I know that like even we, we didn't sell anything with CBD in it. We used to sell other people's products at the fullest. And like we did an event with Dosist a long time ago when they had first launched. And our we used to be on Shopify and they like kicked us off because they thought that we were selling CBD and we weren't. And then like Amazon kicked us off. We were just promoting uh-huh. the event that we were doing. And I was like, how does everyone else actually sell this product? I'm not even selling it. It's definitely, it's gotten a lot better though. It still is like not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a complicated situation. Um, When we launched back in in January, 2018, it was a lot different than it is now. There was only like a handful of merchant processors that would process CBD. So we were using one of those, which like has a really high um, rate to it. And it just was complicated. Um, now there are some like square processes CBD. You need to like apply through their like CBD program, but there are some more traditional like well-known um, merchant processors that use it. But you, yeah, you need to go to someone specifically that is aware that you're selling CBD and signs off on that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like here, and um, I mean, we're both in California, so. At the time, like there were coffee shops that were putting CBD in their coffee and then they like got, you know, in trouble for it. And to- but the laws are just like constantly changing. I didn't know that it was federally legal now, which is really cool. Yes. Yeah, it is really cool. But to your point, it doesn't it makes things a little bit easier, but it still is so new for so many people and every state can get around like their regulations differently. So, um, and not to mention just because something is passed federally legal doesn't mean that like the FDA or whoever the governing body is, has like really wrapped their head around, like here are the regulations, what is allowed, like just because it's legal doesn't mean that you could sell alcohol, like exactly, you know, yeah. a <laughs> tea shop or I don't yeah. know, I'm trying to think of a better example than that. But, um, so that's that's why you saw at the beginning like CBD was in everything from like leggings to so you go to your coffee shop and you can, like spend five dollars for a drop of CBD in your coffee to like mascara at Sephora and I think now 
not only, you know, are the regulators becoming smarter about it, but consumers are becoming much smarter about the efficacy of this plant and of CBD for that matter, and are demanding just more transparency, understand that like, you know, knows how to read labels now, knows proper dosages, knows that like putting a CBD in mascara is not the purpose of CBD and there's no use case in that. Yeah. Things have definitely evolved. So how do you guys, I'm sure you partner with so many brands because most brands like can't use platforms to um, promote their products, like in terms of like using Facebook ads and even um, Pinterest. I think they have like a CBD section now, or um, I remember talking to feels they like kind of launched with them, but there are just like so many brands that we get connected with. And like for us, it's like, I can only, you know, do so much, but like for your platform, it's really cool because that's kind of, you know, exactly what you're there to help people with in terms of like choosing, but I'm sure it just gets crazy. Right. We actually don't um, monetize our content. Wow. Yeah. So our content, we keep that pretty like close to our chests. We work with like an incredible team of freelancers as well as um, on staff people who are creating that content. And we want to make sure that like the purpose of that content is to educate consumers so that they can be conscious consumers in this space, just like they are in the beauty category, just like they are in when they go to the grocery market. Um, So we try not to like, we don't do anything on the content side as it relates to like, pay to play. Um, there's of course some brands that we integrate into that, but that's yeah. authentically coming from, um, us not because we got a check. Yeah. It's because you like personally vetted the product. Exactly. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just assumed like I was wondering about that. So that's really great. Cause then, you know, the products that you sell, you're also like probably talking about them and your content, but it's because you like them. Yeah, we have quite an extensive onboarding process in our e-com marketplace. Um, Everything from like making sure that like we're meeting with the founders and the executive teams of these businesses and they have values that align with ours, not just like a great product, but also like who are the team behind this product. Um, We try out everything and we also have an army of people that try out um, products for the efficacy of them. Um, and then, of course, we review third-party lab tests to make sure that, like, if they're saying that there's 200 milligrams of CBD in there, there is actually 200 milligrams of CBD in there and that it doesn't have any other harmful preservatives or harmful ingredients in, um, in the product. So, yeah. So, if it makes it on our e-com shop, that means that, like, we truly do believe in this product and love this product and want to support that product and the team behind that product. So, um, we do tend to integrate on the content side the products that we sell. How do you see the industry, like, changing as more and more you know, products start to pop up and, and as you guys start to do a lot more product development, like where do you see, do you see like, I mean, across the board, like you can use it for so many things, like you said, it's like body, um, mental, you know, awareness, clarity, like so many different things. So I'm curious if you guys 
personally are going to get into like more topicals or ingestibles or really like where you're going to focus on, um, or just where you see it going. Cause obviously there are just so many freaking products in this. Truly. And so many ways to consume CBD. And I'm curious, like, I mean, people like to consume it in different ways, but like, is it, when is overboard? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that as this industry evolves and as I guess any industry evolves and there are more and more consumers, there's a need for more and more education. So I think over time and we're even what we know about this plant today versus what we know about this plant even a year ago is so much more. So with time comes more studies, more science, more understanding around this plant and its appropriate applications in one's lives, whether that's for medical reasons, whether that's for personal self-care reasons, whether that's for recreational reasons, like you name it. I, I definitely think that the like days of like put CBD or any cannabinoid in for that matter in any product and like it's gonna be a hit like those days are over um and i think they will only become like more and more like there's just no way and a consumer would never fall for like a cbd and a mascara ever again yeah Um, and i shouldn't even say a consumer fall for it i mean i think like brands should have the responsibility of like, if you're putting a product into this universe, like you better do your research and, and truly understand like why you're putting CBD in a mascara. And if it's, and if you ask yourself that and the answer is, Oh, because like CBD is like a hot thing and you put CBD in anything and I can charge the consumer premium. Like that is just like, no. Um, So I think gone are those days. Um, I think that also gone are the days and we're not quite there yet, but the divide of CBD versus THC versus other cannabinoids, like this is what this comes from one plant. And if anything, taking just a derivative, like in an isolate version of that molecule, call it CBD is not going to be as beneficial as get getting a full spectrum extract of the plant, which includes CBD, but it includes other terpenes and other cannabinoids and other flavonoids that like truly is, you know, brings the like efficacy of that product. So I think we've seen, you know, recently and historically this like divide of like, CBD is legal and wellness and good. And like THC is like bad and it's going to get you high. And like this whole plant needs to be celebrated and talked about and educated because that only further like reinforces the stigma, like reinforces the war on drugs, which has a a extremely like racist propaganda to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think like education will lead the way in creating more conscious consumers, which will only like, benefit us all and the industry do you guys hold events or I mean they look a lot different today (laughs) are they digital Uh, now yeah they are digital now we've done a ton of events since the lifetime of Miss Grass from um and actually early days events and partnerships in our events have been a great way for us to um you know market ourselves especially to your point earlier like we can't just 
um, or at least back then. Now there's some ways, but it's still extremely challenging just to take out like a Facebook ad or take out an Instagram yeah. ad or, or, you know, whatnot. So we would link arms with brands that we felt had aligned audiences um, that would be interested in what we were doing. Like we did a big dinner with Beats by Dre early on and we did an event with Aloe Yoga in New York and um, a lot of non-endemic brands as well as a lot of cannabis brands as well. So have done a ton, a ton of things that, on that side. And then now um, in the post-COVID world, we have done quite a few digital events from um, back in April. We did a big summit called uh, Good at, Get Good at Weed. And we had a whole day of programming from um, a conversation with Chelsea Handler and her you know, beliefs in cannabis and how she integrates it into her life um, to a conversation with Last Prisoners Project, which is an incredible organization that is helping the over like 40,000 people behind bars right now get out of prison for the same plant that like you and I are like on a podcast talking about. Like, yeah. it's a big deal. Um, so we had a conversation with them, um, uh, a conversation around uh, cannabis for sexual health and wellness. Um, so we did that event back in April. We've done a like paint puff and paint event, like which is more fun and that you consume weed and we had an artist and we followed along. So I'm oh like trying it. So fun. Like they all sound fun, but that sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. And it like brought out my inner child. <laughs> who led that? Like um, from your team or you? Oh, you brought an outside artist. Yeah, we brought an outside art artist, a woman named Marley Colber. So um, as you know, I was like mentioning to you that like we're look, we're starting to raise money now for the fullest. And I was looking, I'm like constantly obviously looking at um, funds and I saw that Snoop Dogg invest his fund invested in Miss Grass. Yeah. You guys, do you guys have plans with like doing anything with them or him <laughs> in particular? Sadly, no plans to do something with Snoop. Although that is a dream of mine to yeah. like after hopefully a successful journey that we will have with Miss Grass at the end of it, like sitting and smoking a blunt with Snoop. I will know that I have made it. Um, but yeah, no, they have been Casa Verde is the name of the fund and they have actually invested in both of our rounds to date. And they've been extremely strategic partners to us and just have such a great like macro understanding of, the, of this industry. So it's been, um, a great partnership. Yeah. It sounds like it would be for sure. And it, it's like, he's represented this for so long that it's like really cool to tap into like a whole different, like you said, I think, um, when you launched, it was because there are people consuming it in such a different way. And I think it's super cool that he's like, you know, releasing that stigma and supporting a brand like yours. I think that's super awesome. Thank you. Yeah. He's the He's the OG. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you see as you guys expand, like where your focus is going to be? We're really focusing on Miss Grass as a product brand. So to date, we've spent the last three years building a, a pretty large, as it relates to cannabis, community, um, but and not just in 
California where we have offices, but across the entire country, which is somewhat unique for a lot of cannabis brands that, you know, can only operate and sell products in the state that they manufacture them. So when they don't own the platform like we do, they're not actually building a community outside of that state. So um, now, three years later, and having that community and having that platform and such a deep understanding of who our community is, what this woman wants. And I say woman, it's not just women, but it's predominantly like 80% of our community is our females. Um, We have, yeah, it's just everything from like their purchasing decisions to, um, you know, their interests and all of that stuff. So we're using that to now inform our own product line, which the first one launched, which are um, Miss Grass Minis, mini pre-roll joints, both in the THC and the hemp um, market and really just leaning in to Miss Grass as a product brand. How do you see people ingesting it though, moving forward? Like, do you, I mean, you obviously have all the data to know, like, do people like taking a capsule or do they prefer, I mean, obviously your launch was led by the data. So like a pre-roll probably does sound like it is the way people want to consume it still, but like moving forward, what are, there's just so many ways, like what are the other ways you think? There's so many ways. Flower is still by far the biggest part of the market as it relates to the THC side. Um, and for us, our community are like weed loving chicks, like, mm-hmm. like to get high. Sure. We're like taking a bath with a CBD bath bomb, but like, we also have a joint in our mouth, you know, like yeah. our consumer is a consumer that do, that does love the full spectrum of this plant. Um, so flower was definitely the first choice for us. And I think it made sense, um, just to where like our values and passion lies, um, but we are seeing uh, vapes are still performing well, despite the vape gate from last year. Yeah. Still a, a mode of consumption that is extremely popular, um, as well as some topicals. But topicals specifically for certain needs, not just so like, I'm going to do a topical because that's fun. It's more like I'm in pain. So I'm going to use this topical for that reason. Or I have some type of skin issue, whether it be psoriasis or eczema or whatnot. And I'm going to use a topical to um, help that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see where you guys take it. And I'm so happy that we were able to get connected because I feel like it's been a long time coming. So Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we connected.